0: Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Everything In Me. It's your host, Sam. Super happy to be here with you all and to be chatting about exploring your past. Um, this is something that I've been kind of doing for the past couple of months now. I know for those of you who have been listening, I've been talking about revisiting therapy and seeing a psychologist and just looking at things from a different purview and a lot of it includes exploring your past. Now, we are in the new year, so very happy, happy new year to you all. And for those of you who are, you know, excited and motivated about, you know, creating a bigger platform for yourself when it comes to, um just identifying how can you seize the year? How can you take on the year, do great things, um, feel better, more aligned, heal, deal with things, um, aspire to do new things, reach goals, milestones, all those great stuff. I think it's important to understand that um, having a new year or starting off on a Monday seems like there wasn't a Sunday, there wasn't a Saturday, there wasn't a week before or months before. And um, it's important for you to take some time to kind of sit in or pay attention to the the foundation that you currently have in order to fully give yourself the opportunity to embrace this new chapter, this new future, this new year, all of those sort of things. So it may feel like taking a step backwards before you're able to take a step forward, but if you don't have the proper understanding of the things that you you know have been dealing with or need to deal with ahead of time, when you attempt to do things that you're trying to do differently or better, and they don't necessarily work out, a big piece of that could really be attributed to not being able to understand um you know what you're kind of working with so you're looking to elev- elevate yourself but maybe there's some things holding you back that you're not paying attention to and it, with a little bit of attention you can really adjust some things to be able to recognize the patterns or the triggers and things like that so that's something that we're going to talk about today because I feel like, you know, it's anti the new year. It seems like, but it's honest. It's the honest truth. Um, I can't tell you how many times that I've started something or attempted a new goal and had a setback and had moments where I felt like, you know, what's the point? What am I? Why am I even doing this? But had I had paid attention to the signs or the things that I currently have been holding on, not paying attention to, not working on, ignored et cetera, et cetera, I would recognize that the reality is I don't have the capacity to be able to get to that place until I unravel the things that I've been kind of holding in. So with doing that, it's definitely going to create a lot of unwanted feelings. And that's something I think that I've been trying to come to terms with. So, with unwanted feelings or uncomfortable moments, I think all of us, in some way, shape, or form, avoid them. Whether it be being vulnerable, being honest with ourselves, being accountable, um, being raw, being, you know, really, really, really reflective of who we genuinely are, we always try to find a way to to remove that feeling and, you know, not necessarily sit with that. The benefit of sitting with your feelings when it comes to feeling unlike yourself or feeling as though you're not in the place that you should be is that you get to experience the darkness that exists within your light. So when you are in the process of saying, I want to shine brighter, I want to do, you know, really great things, and think of yourself as like a marquee where there's multiple lights, you know, at different ages because they were inputted at different times, different things may have happened to them, but you have different light bulbs, you know, shining. There may be a couple that are out that you're ignoring and you're saying, Well, I wanna upgrade this light to be daylight instead of just regular, you know, light bulb, like a light bulb. Um, but if you go into the places that are dark, the, you know the things that are you know tricky to navigate, you can find a lot of healing. you can find a lot of opportunity. Now, one of the things that I think I would highly, highly advise, especially when you're you know exploring this side of yourself and I think this is the reason why we all get discouraged or we always you know second guess or hesitate or try not to revisit that, <laughs> is because we're not prepared. We are not ready. We are not in the mindset to deal with unwanted feelings, triggering feelings, uncomfortable feelings, and that is something that sup- that makes it the most scary. Is because you basically have sh- shown up to a war with a rock in your hand, and you're not prepared. You're not really ready. So, something that I would recommend, especially when you're you're revisiting your past. And you know, trying to assess some of the things that you could have done differently or you should have learned or you you know need to learn from it, is break it down. Um, usually writing it down is a great opportunity or segmenting segmenting the different pieces of your past, So whether it be your childhood, relationships with, you know family, friends and family, um, the way you viewed the world, relationships with partners, um, identity, self-esteem, breaking it down and exploring each part of your past and maybe how they interlock or how they influence one another and how they um, stunted a part of your growth, especially when you are looking to just heal or to grow or expand um, yourself and push yourself into a place you haven't been. This this kind of comes up a lot, especially when you are, your goal or your, your your mindset is, I need to do greater things, I need to do bigger things, I need to do more challenging things, then you deal with a fear that comes because of that. Now, a lot of times that can solely be you know, just skepticism, doubt, all those sort of things. But sometimes it can be because of past experiences that have held you back. And this doesn't necessarily mean that you've attempted it and it went wrong. It could mean that the support system that was surrounded you at the time was not supportive. They were not aware. They were not collectively on your side. You felt alone. It could be that you have a survivor mentality where you're always surviving and not thriving. excuse me, I know that for me, um, that's exactly what I'm trying to work through now where I find myself being on high alert a lot of the times because I felt like if I didn't pay attention to things, I don't have a safety net. I don't feel as though I have a place or um, a space where I can fail. So when you are you know, grown or groomed um, in life where if you fail, that's it. You lose everything. You don't have a chance to try again. You can't make mistakes. You can't fuck this up. You operate on a high alert majority of the time. And so the decisions that you make are, super, you analyze those decisions front to back because you want to make sure that the chances of you having to need a safety net or um, you know, surviving or going into plan B are low. You don't, you don't want to go down that route because that route is full of scrambling and last minute decisions and sometimes irrational decisions. So for me, when it comes to healing, it's paying attention and also, um, you know, stocking myself up with tools that say mistakes are okay. Failure is a part of the process And I've learned to love failure because I use failure as a opportunity to shape my next attempt, but it's been a long journey behind that. Um, I'm really, really hard on myself. I'm harder on myself than I am anyone else in this world, but I'm especially hard on myself when I am attempting something I've never done before and I'm trying to figure out how can I um, essentially make something of something that I just didn't think I could And, you know, it's a scary, daunting feeling to reach for the sky, you know, and know that people around you are not not there or not making those active steps. It can be very lonely as well, too, especially when you're attempting to do something that breaks a cycle. Oh my goodness, I can't even go into breaking up cycles and what that even entails. Now, if you're not familiar with, you know, breaking the cycle or the concept of breaking a cycle or... Adjusting the generational curses, if you will, that generations have faced, it's definitely something you want to, to become aware of and do a little bit of research on so the concept kind of stems from um the idea that each generation comes with its own sacrifices, burdens, setbacks, challenges, and as those generations you know multiply a lot of times the flaws, the challenges, the setbacks that one generation has faced because they're unable to um, find self-healing. And I think now more than ever, we've it's been a, a, a big, big movement. Um, now that things have adjusted or the opportunities are starting to open up, um, the other generations are taking control or taking um, their life and their own destiny you know, into their own hands and saying, my mother, father, whomever put their burdens on me and I want to remove them. I don't want them to become my own. I don't want to identify with them. That's something from my past that I've been really, really working through. So the concept that a lot of my responses, my behaviors um, have come from my mom because she was the most prominent um, figure in my life. Um, she basically solely raised us. Um, you know, I had influence from my sisters and my you know sisters' friends and my brother um, for a short period of time, but she was the one who was the most consistent. Her ways of doing things, I adopted them. I felt as though they were the guidebook. That's why it's so important to encourage um, a child's freedom of expression and how do they show up in the world, you know, that is genuine and is their self. It's so important to allow that to blossom so they can kind of see and find the path that feels natural and, you know, normal to them versus what worked for what, you know, someone else. Um, But in her era, in her generation, in her legacy, It was about how can I give you the tools that worked for me because obviously they've been proven to keep my head above water. Um, And though they were very abrasive tools, they were very um, abrasive when it came to just looking at life, when it came to relationships. Um, And so that created a setback for me because I struggled and I still struggle. With pieces of life where I, I realize I'm responding how she did versus now with my newfound self, um, how I naturally or would want to respond. So it's like almost like an autopilot that I want to get rid of. I want to take back the wheel. And you know, you're only able to do that through looking at the previous generation, exploring the things that they did, exploring the pieces where you felt like this is drifting further from where i want to be or who i want to be and i need to adjust some things i need to re rethink some things and i need to take ownership back and not just say that's just who i am that's um you know what i've been taught you know that's what i've been told to believe it more it should lean more towards that's what i believe in that's what i i feel is right that's who the version of me that i am currently um, operating as is, you know, comfortable with, and who is, you know, you know, processing or dealing with, and that's that's where I'm at. Now, this ownership and this exploration takes time. It takes so much time, but it's so worth it because you can explore pieces of you from a more, just a more, um, relatively open, you know, mindset in ways that you you wouldn't be able to do before. So I would highly recommend you start piecing together the world because the world is huge. The way of doing things is there's infinite ways of doing things in life, whether it be working, um, living your life, practicing spirituality, you know, viewing the world. There's so many different iterations, so many different ways. Just because you are a product of your home environment doesn't mean that you're end result or how you die um, one day is still that that same way. Um, there's so many walks of life and so many ways of looking at the world. You can really take your time to explore and understand and adapt and adjust to things that feel more natural to you, more innate to you. And that will then align your energy as far as who you want to be and who you actually are together. And that's such a beautiful feeling. I think a lot of us have a version of ourselves inside that we are just dying to come out because then we feel aligned, then we feel purposeful, then we feel passionate, then we feel connected with ourselves. And in order to do that, we have to shed. We have to go through it, organize, shed, cry, fight, um, adjust behaviors, all of those sort of things. For me, I explored my past and I have been exploring my past. And what stemmed from me doing this is the anger that I found myself um, expressing a lot of the times when I got to frustrating situations. And I found that that anger was actually from my mom. It wasn't even my own. I just picked it up because it was there and was given to me. And I was like, whoa, why is it that every single corner or any time that I'm in a power struggle or trying to prove my point, I get into anger mode. It just doesn't feel innate to me. It feels like this is autopilot and I want to get out of here. I want to remove myself from this. I need to replace it with something that's more genuine, something that's more authentic. And I had to 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 break down, I hate to say it, and that's the tr- tricky part with general generational um, curses or just generational, um, you know, triggers and issues is that I'm carrying anger that she had, you know, or maybe her mother had, you know, and I don't even know why it's here in the first place or what started it or what stemmed from it. And I had to review or just rethink, you know, her life and what that looked like and what that meant. Um, as far as what she went through which may have caused her to be angry and caused her to feel hurt and pain and you know anguish and feel like i have to put up a fight in order to thrive um and remove you know that from my you know rolodex cuz that's not where i want to be in life um practicing energy that is really hard to do. So for instance, in times where I feel like there's a power struggle or, you know, communication is is really challenging and you know there needs to be a sense of authority or, you know, a boundary a lot of times put up, you know, innate in, a innate innate, innate um response for me has been Oh, let me let them know I'm not playing. Like I got time today. I'm gonna give you you giving me a reason to show up and show out instead of you know being very clear and concise and non reactive. um, Things that I practice with that is lowering my tone, pausing, trying to sound very patient, polite, cautious and not immediately responding, giving myself a second to process what I want to say. And that counteractive response definitely helps alleviate a lot of the tension, frustration, anger that may be brewing in the room. Removing myself is a great place to start as well too, Whenever I'm triggered, or you know, feel like I want to go into that, you know, natural response or what's seeming to be a natural response, but identifying these flaws or these challenges or these setbacks or these parts of me that I'm not necessarily proud of or excited about is hard. It's not easy. It's not fun to pick yourself apart. You know, and I'm again very hard on myself. I'm very critical of myself. I'm very analytical of myself. I don't give myself enough credit. I certainly don't. I give. I don't give myself enough praise and gratitude and acknowledgement um, for everything that I've overcome, everything that I've navigated through. Um, but I know at the end of the day, I'm a great person. I'm an amazing person you know, regardless of the the holes or the flaws or the darkness that exists, um, which shines brighter than anything else, is how just overall wholesome, good-hearted, and just beautiful of a person that I am. And when you're trying to explore your past, seeing that part of yourself is so important. It's so important. It's a part of the exploration. It's a part of revisiting that that piece that is a big part of it all is seeing the beauty in you through everything through whatever you went through and knowing that that beauty was you know covered up by dirt by hard times by unforeseen circumstances by other people's versions of you of what they said about you comments they made you know mean things that they said feelings that they had towards you all of that was covered up because of their feelings and their expression and their thoughts of you, not because of who you genuinely are and who you you know, um, want to be. It was them. And you have to see that in exploring your past of how long you've been suppressed, how long you've been basically held back from blossoming and using that strength and using that power to say, I'm going to take that frustration or that aha moment, that realization, and poured into a new version of me, a better version of me, where those experiences are not gonna take hold anymore. They're not gonna define me. They're not gonna create the version of me where I feel like I'm less than or I'm not good enough. They're gonna be able to use, I'm gonna use those things as a catalyst to say, I'm worthy, I'm enough, I'm more than enough, I'm amazing, I've always been amazing. I just didn't I wasn't able to see it because I took on other things and other people's energies version expression of how they felt about me and said, mm, what I think of myself isn't good enough so another part of things that I've been unpacking and understanding is you know play, and the concept behind having fun, burnout, all of those sort of things um a direct kind of like... Um, solution to that is what feels like carelessness for from a person who's always strategic and on top of the things that they are responsible for. but um the the pieces of that you know or the point to, behind you know practicing all of those sort of things is that you get to create a lightness about life and about yourself and allowing your brain to operate from the place that it feels is important. It feels is worthy. And you also get to create this unknown that is beautiful. That is a part of the, you know, weaving yourself in life. And that's something that I I know for a fact that I've lost. I lost a very long time. And some people call that like your innocence, your childhood, um, you, you lose that. Some people never had it and some people have. And for those of us who have had it where we could be um just open and vulnerable and, you know, lighthearted and all of those sort of great things and enjoy the outcomes of that and be okay with the wheel kind of driving itself in a in a more free form. Um, way because it's exciting. It's exhilarating. It's just, it feels natural. Um, it, it's definitely something that is hard, especially for me because play, I put play in a category of uselessness and removing it from there is really, really, really challenging because I always take always seem that other things that i'm dealing with or navigating are more important. So the idea of vacationing. So vacationing is great. i think that's the closest thing i can say that people will resonate with. But play is more on having, you know, unexpected moments, moments that are about joy, moments that are about wholeheartedness, moments that are about um redirecting your thoughts, your energy towards um, creativity and imagination and fun. And it's definitely a, a learning process or a relearning process for me. And the ways that you can kind of put that in front of you is having experiences where you have no choice, but to think on the go in a creative you know, way. So whether it be painting or drawing or cooking, something that you have to put the pieces together as you go and there isn't there's an opportunity for wiggle room there's an opportunity to put your your stake on it having d- dancing um all of those sort of things having full out you know expressions of just whatever you're feeling are a big piece of it all now granted it's not easy it's not fun for some of us um and it's uncomfortable because there is a societal expectation or a societal, um, norm, if you will, that exists out there. And when we are in our own world, it, it seems like it, you know, it matters, but the reality is you have to create a bubble around yourself. So you really have to, especially when you're exploring your past and it's, it's a high, high, highly triggering experience. Okay. I can speak from experience. Um, When you're exploring your past and your goal is to understand it and to adapt from it and to evolve from it, you have to look at things from a space of opportunity and not a space of um, defeat because these are things you cannot change. You cannot go back. You cannot alter. But there are things that you can use your wisdom, your experience, your insight from now. Um, to be able to look at it from a different purview. When it comes to adapting play, one thing I would recommend is, is finding where and when and how um, that experience started to drop off in your life, where that wasn't an option anymore. You had to really adjust some things and settle yourself and that that feeling that you may feel with that version of you at that time. and. Start looking and picking up better ways or new ways to adapt to inviting that into your life at this stage. So going back to vacations, vacations I think would be an aha obvious things, you know obvious thing for people. And vacationing does allow you to remove yourself from your current environment, place you into another environment that is intended to um, uplift you. But that doesn't mean that you're practicing play. You're practicing activities, experiences, the mindset of play. It's really a choice. It's really a a, a reprogramming of your brain. On my last um, vacation, I did that because I've been wanting to have more fun. I call play, but it's really fun. Um, And by fun, I mean more um, spontaneous opportunities, more you know, experiences where I'm going with the things that I know I like and love, and I'm not necessarily holding myself back from experiencing them, participating in them, sharing them, all of those sort of things. So it's definitely a process because, you know, innately I want to remove that experience from myself because I feel as though that experience interrupts, um, you know, the functions that I need to to get done, such as getting ready or taking care of, you know, schoolwork and school schoolwork, those days are over. thank God. Um, they can work for my business or just work in general, but they serve a purpose. Play serves a huge purpose in your brain, reconfiguring things. Another thing with exploring your past, something that I've been also trying to practice is reprogramming my brain and my sensitivity with certain things that have been a trigger for me down the line so or in the past. So for instance, if there was a song that I listened to during a time that really, really hurt me, um, just looking at that song, looking at that experience, me personally, I'm a, a very visual person. So for instance, if I go to a certain place, I relive a lot of the, it triggers me. It relives a lot of experience. that I've had, I'm also very good at blocking things out. So I can just move on. I can just literally switch over. Like it almost never happened and push that down. I think a lot of us do that, especially when exploring our past, we'll be able to have those things surface up. But again, if you are prepared, meaning you have, um, an intention behind making sure that that experience doesn't take heed over you in a negative, um, way you can really you know vibrate higher than that, and you can really come and become better and bigger um because of that that experience no longer will take hold over you. I know for me personally, especially when it comes to like bullying or it comes to certain places that you know I've been hurt before or dealt with traumatic experiences, the first thing is you want to just avoid that in in its entirety. And I know for me, um, last year, losing my nephew, um, on the date on Friday, which is a day that you guys are, will be listening to this is really hard because it definitely put me through a whirlwind of emotions and responsibility that I didn't expect. Um, but I am destined on reliving that experience from a positive mindset, because I've been exploring, um, just death and grieving and understanding it from a more positive mindset and a more, um, just a more welcoming, um, state of mind because it is a, that's a guarantee. It's a guarantee for everyone. Um, how we end up passing is the hardest part. Um, but, You know, being that it's a guarantee and it's a part of life and it's going with the flow, I don't want to get stuck. I don't want to get stuck in my feelings or anything like that or depression or triggers or anything like that. I want to be able to get in front of it and say, I know this is a part of the ride and I'm going to ride it and I'm going to do my best to bear with it. And I'm going to be able to absorb some really great things because of it and it doesn't take away, you know, his spirit or it doesn't take away my strength. Um, it only adds to it because now that I understand, you know, the purpose or the process behind it, or I've taken comfort in knowing that, you know, life takes on many shapes and sizes and forms. Um, I can definitely build on that and grow from that and create a better memory because of that. And so that's something I'm definitely leaning towards and navigating through. But that's something that I've I prepared myself for. And preparing yourself to explore your past is essential. And I've said this obviously a couple of times, but people underestimate whether it be friends, family, um, you know therapists, mentors, whatever it is, especially when you're taking on something that's greater than yourself or feels as though it's greater than yourself or bigger than yourself. It's very important to tap into help. It's very important to tap into your faith, your spirituality, your, um, your true self, your gut, um, to be able to carry you through moments and times where you feel like you won't. Something that I heard, um, Recently with the new year comes new opportunities, new starts, all of those sort of things. And people get super, super excited about, you know, next chapters. And on average, it takes people about 27 to 28 days to give up all of the things that they are excited about. And um, you know, have goals for or milestones they're trying to achieve. And for me, I I I found ways to get past that. But one way that um someone recommended, especially with you know starting off on a new foot and doing something that is really challenging, is to write yourself encouraging notes that you can revisit when you reach those places. So circling back and being um an advocate for yourself in times where you don't feel anymore, whether it be. Recording a video of yourself kind of talking to yourself, or those notes, or you know, text message reminders, you know, that calendar reminders on the 29th of January that hey, keep going, don't give this up, or having content. So, for instance, I love to watch inspiring audio or video um, of different individuals really, you know, ber- verbally expressing the the strength that is necessary and the tapping that you have to do for yourself to be able to get to the other side. And it becomes so encouraging at points where I'm unsure or hesitant or afraid or feel stuck. It gives me the momentum that I can't necessarily feel like I can give myself. And exploring your past doesn't mean you're completely dependent on yourself. It just means that you're saying to yourself, I deserve a better future and i want to make sure that i can do that by understanding the entire you know bones that i have been given or the bones that i've created um and i want to be able to you know capitalize or move forward from a healthy um powerful um place and so in general guys i'm just so glad to be here another year and it almost makes 2 years that i've been doing everything in me i think it's the 17th that is the the second, it will create the second year that I've been doing this podcast. And I'm so grateful that I have this audience and I have people listening and caring. Um, The healing workshop that I'm going to be doing will be on the 20th of January. And I'm super excited and super happy to be doing it. I think Um, it's going to be very fun. I think it's going to be very triggering, but I think it's going to be very fun. More details on that will be on my website. So if you haven't already check that out and also check out everything in me, IG and everything in me, FB on Facebook. Um, thanks you guys for listening and you guys just kick ass, kick ass and don't take names, just kick ass just because you feel like it.